Hi, welcome to... Tradition! And welcome to episode 16 of Traditions. Today, we're going to move back to the European continent to visit a country recognized as one of the top 10 in the world for love. Known as Il Bel Paese, Italy appears to have a lot in common with the Philippines in both the realms of traditions and superstitions. Traditions are part of the Italian culture. Days like Christmas, Easter, birthdays, anniversaries, births, and of course weddings have their own traditions. All countries in the world have a variety of customs and traditions, and of course Italy is not an exception to this. Italian traditions regarding weddings are so intriguing because they vary from region to region even if the nicest are respected everywhere. Couples often wish to get married in Italy in the tradition of their ancestors, or at least introduce elements from their cultural backgrounds. Here we're going to explore step-by-step suggestions to follow the most important Italian marriage traditions. Maybe you're wondering what is the most important tradition in Italy? Or what are some customs and traditions that define a typical Italian wedding? There are several reasons why the Italian culture fascinates the world. From the once powerful Roman Empire to the rich and diverse cultural practices, there's more to this country that inspires and catches the eye. For example, There are many traditions and superstitions that exist within Italian weddings that you might not be aware of. Here's a brief overview of the Italian wedding traditions you may not already know about. Nowadays, a man proposes to a woman directly, giving her a ring with a diamond, which is a symbol of the eternity of love, a promise to marry, the first steps toward a life together and this promise is then traditionally sealed with a romantic kiss. Engagement rings date back to the medieval ages, and are now one of the most common traditions all over the world. From this moment on, the couple can be considered officially engaged. An engagement party is not part of the Italian tradition like other cultures. What happens is that the couple organizes a meeting with both their families to allow them to know each other, if this has not happened before, and then announce their wish to share a family life. While we're on the subject of parties, hen or bachelorette parties are a recent innovation that started really in America in the 1970s. In Italy, these parties are an opportunity to have a nice dinner and fun with friends, even the ones who are not invited to the wedding. A night out with friends that usually happens one or two weekends before the wedding. And then the next item of interest is setting the wedding date itself. 
Italian weddings are rarely held on Fridays, as this is viewed as the day evil spirits are created, and this will only bring you bad luck. The preferable day is actually Sunday, which is viewed as the luckiest day to marry and signifies fertility and prosperity. Next in line, the rehearsal dinner. Before the pasta is passed at the rehearsal dinner, the best man toasts per centagne, or a hundred years, to wish the new couple a century of good luck, often with a glass of prosecco, the Italian version of champagne. Another common toast, Viva Glispassi, hooray for the newlyweds. The dress code for the wedding day is fairly well prescribed in Italy. It's everyone's worst nightmare when they get invited to a wedding and not know the appropriate dress code. Traditional Italian clothing really isn't all that popular these days, but they still rock in certain parts of Italy. In both the modern and traditional Italian weddings, a white dress is preserved only for the bride. Even if the bride isn't wearing a white wedding dress, all guests should avoid a dress with this divine color. It's considered rude for anyone other than the bride to wear white. While some current trends have proposed white attire for female guests, as mentioned just before, all guests should avoid the color to another's wedding unless the couple specifically asks you to wear white. Italian wedding dresses are made with precious fabrics and reflect the renowned Italian tailoring traditions. An Italian traditional dress can be customized with special designs and accessories according to the taste of the bride. The customization process can include multiple trials so we recommend choosing an Italian designer only if you can visit their workshop in Italy more than once. Traditional Italian clothing etiquette can vary according to the type of ceremony. This is an important aspect to consider while choosing your bridal gown. There's no particular rule for a symbolic or a civil ceremony dress, so the bride can go bold with bareback cuts and thigh-high slits. But, if the ceremony takes place in a Catholic church, the dress code recommends far more moderate styles, avoiding bare shoulders, low-cut fronts, and miniskirts. However, this shouldn't limit your choices. You can add an elegant shawl, a cape, or a bolero to a strapless gown, or choose a second gown as an after-ceremony wedding dress. Italian wedding outfits for the mothers of the bride and groom and the maid of honor should be chosen according to the season, the location, and the time of day. A summer wedding in Italy can be ridiculously hot, so the best choices are natural and breathable fabrics like silk, cotton, and linen. The same recommendations apply also to guest dresses for an Italian summer wedding. The dress code for guests can be mentioned on the wedding invites. The dress code for a Catholic wedding involves a semi-formal or formal attire and follow the guidelines mentioned above. At a formal wedding, female guests should wear knee-length or long dresses, while at a more informal event they can wear shorter lengths. 
Light colors are recommended in the morning and afternoon and dark colors in the evening. Now let's talk about some of those superstitions that I mentioned earlier. As I suggested in the introduction, based upon our research, the Italians and the Filipinos of our previous episode have at least two characteristics in common. The vast majority of the population is Roman Catholic. No surprise there. One study pegs Catholicism at 88% of the Italian population. The second trait in common is superstition. Both seems to be steeped in traditional folklore. An Italian bride spends the night before the wedding at her parents' house. Some, as I mentioned earlier, wear green because it's said to bring good fortune. The bride is not supposed to wear any gold on her wedding day, apart from her wedding ring. It is considered bad luck. The wedding band in Italy is called a fedi. This word in Italian also means faith and is the strongest symbol of the bond between bride and groom, representing their love, faithfulness, and commitment to each other. The exchange of rings is often the most moving moment of the marriage ceremony. In Italy, the wedding ring is usually worn on the left hand, and this tradition dates back to Roman times when the left ring finger was believed to be connected directly to the heart by a special vein called the vena amoris, the vein of love. The bride has to wear something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. And here's something added to that that I'd never heard before. She should also be carrying something she has received as a gift. Hmm. Interesting. Both the Italian bride and the groom often go the extra mile to bring luck to the wedding. The groom will frequently carry a small piece of iron in his pocket to fend off evil spirits. On the other hand, the bride will make a small rip or tear a piece of her veil to welcome good luck. When it comes to attracting good luck and appeasing the goddess of fortune, there are a couple beliefs linked to Italian weddings. For example, weddings are best held, as I said, on Sunday. This day of the week brings luck. It also signifies fertility and prosperity for the newly married couple. In many Italian regions, the bride is not allowed to see herself in the mirror before the wedding. She can take a peek, however, if she first removes a glove or shoe. More superstition. The groom must not see the bride before the wedding ceremony. He is at the altar with his witness and waits until the bride steps in, accompanied by her father, who will then give her away. The bride's father shakes the groom's hand, kisses his daughter, and walks back to take his place next to the bride's mother. This is more common with Catholic weddings, while for a civil wedding, bride and groom frequently arrive together at the wedding hall accompanied by family and friends. As the final gift to his girlfriend before she becomes his wife, the groom is expected to pay for the bridal bouquet. Although she can choose the floral arrangement to suit her theme and aesthetic, the groom must pay for it and see that it is delivered to her on the wedding day. In some regions, bride and groom walk together to the church. In other regions, the groom brings the bouquet of flowers to the wedding. 
For the ceremony itself, tying a ribbon across the doorway of the church lets passers-by know that your wedding is taking place. Italians put less of an emphasis on bridal parties. There's usually only a best man and a maid of honor who serve as witnesses. As you exit your ceremony, expect the locals to shout, Alguli! Best wishes! And clap, whether they've met you or not. You're sure to attract a crowd if your getaway is a vintage Alfa Romeo, instead of roping clanging cans to the back of the car. Follow the Italian tradition of decorating the front grill with flowers to pave your road to La Dolce Vita, the sweet life. In some regions, the newlyweds would break a glass vase, and the number of broken fragments symbolizes how many happy years of marriage the newlyweds have ahead of them. I guess you can probably expect them to do kind of a jig on that vase. Moving on to the wedding reception, they, just like everywhere else, follow the ceremony. Guests arrive before the wedding couple at the venue and keep the same dresses. The waiters offer them aperitifs while they wait for the arrival of the spouses from their photo tour. Funny moments are often organized at Italian weddings, along with the main activity of eating a lot of delicious and genuine food, accompanied by the best wines, limoncello, and liquors. Often during the banquet, guests bang glasses with spoons to encourage the bride and groom to kiss. Don't know whether that one started in Italy and came across the pond or started over here and moved back over towards the old country, but that's a fairly common tradition at weddings these days, pretty much all over the world. Occasionally, friends of the couple sneak away to play tricks in the new couple's house, like they put some itching powder in the bed, fishes in the bathtub, and hide shoes. Others organize practical jokes for the couples. I once attended a wedding where the uh, male members of the bridal party kidnapped the bride and took her to a neighboring city, probably 20 or 30 miles away. That one I got a problem with. And that seems a little extreme. Uh, it's kind of like uh, the same problem I have with the, the cake in the face. Uh, you know, this is the person you just promised to spend the rest of your life with in love, honor, and respect. Smashing the piece of cake in their face doesn't indicate a lot of respect to me, but that's a personal aside. It's customary that the bride throws her bouquet to the single ladies attending the banquet. It is said that whomever catches that bouquet will be the next to get married. The groom removes the garter from his bride's leg and throws it to the male wedding guests. If the bride is not wearing a garter, her right shoe is thrown instead. Hmm. Food at the reception is the focus of any true Italian festa. Sometimes, Italians eat their way through as many as 14 different leisurely reception courses. Stick to fresh, seasonal dishes with savory appetizers olives, prosciutto, and salami, and hearty entrees, pastas with thick sauces, veal, and venison. Serve wanda, bow ties, which are twists of fried dough covered in powdered sugar for dessert. 
There are certain foods which are a must-have as per the Italian traditions. Common traditional Italian cuisines include, but are not limited, to bruschetta, hot berry tarts, chicken dish, and ravioli. Sugared almonds and Italian cookies are also common. Wine is the traditional drink at Italian weddings. A bottle of homemade wine and sambuca are often served as evening drinks. Visit a few Italian vineyards before the wedding to grab several bottles of regional wine. You can snag some pretty high-quality vintage wines straight from the Italian countryside in flavors designed to pair with local cuisine. After the wedding, the bride and groom will often accept gifts and give out wedding favors to thank those who attend. Bombonieri is the Italian word used to describe these wedding favors. This is a two-way process that's not necessarily dependent upon the other. That means the bride can accept gifts and fail to give out wedding favors and vice versa. There's no limitation to what type of gifts to offer the newly married couples. However, it's a frequent practice for the bride and groom to offer certain wedding favors. A sealed favor bag usually contains confetti, sugared almonds, and printed ribbons. The number of sugared almonds should be odd. Most couples go for five, which represents the five important aspects health, wealth, happiness, fertility, and long life, in no particular order. Dance is one of the most anticipated moments at every wedding. Varying dance etiquettes accompany most Italian wedding songs. The first dance is traditionally the tarantella, couple dance, and the legendary chicken dance represent a crucial part of the Italian tradition. During the couple's first dance, it's tradition for guests to hold colorful streamers attached to the bride and groom's hands as they waltz, and to wrap them up in streamers, well wishes, and love as they dance. Here's a sample of what the tarantella sounds like. I'm sure you'll recognize it. The tarantella is characterized by light, quick steps and teasing, flirtatious behavior between partners. Women dancers frequently carry tambourines and is the most frenzied way guests wish the newly married couple good luck. Dancers hold hands and race clockwise until the music speeds up, and then they reverse directions. The tempo and direction continue to change until the group succumbs to the speeding music in a dizzy dogpile. The music is in lively six-eighths time. The Tarantella's origin is connected with Turrentism, a disease or form of hysteria that appeared in Italy in the 15th to the 17th centuries, and that was obscurely associated with the bite of the tarantula spider. Victims seemingly were cured by the frenzied dancing. All three words ultimately derive from the name of the town of Toronto, Italy. Tarantellas were written for the piano by Frederick Chopin, Franz Liszt, and Carl Maria von Weber. 
I don't know about you, but to my ear there seems to be a lot of similarities between the Tarantella and the horror that we enjoyed hearing during our visit to the traditions of Israel. Weddings these days are expensive. Then those expenses add up. But not to worry, your Italian guests will help you pay. It's customary for the bride to pay for floral decorations, invitations, and bridesmaids' clothing. According to tradition, brides carry a satin bag, la borsa, at the reception for guests to place envelopes of money in a tradition called the bust. Sometimes, daring brides wear it around their neck so male guests can drop in money in exchange for a dance. Other guests will pin the money on the bride's dress. An interesting little tradition that uh, I've never quite heard of before, at least not associated with a wedding, is that at some weddings, particularly in northern Italy, the groomsmen raise money for the wedding expenses by cutting the groom's tie into tiny pieces. These pieces are then offered for sale to the wedding guests, and the money collected is used to contribute to the couple's wedding expenses as the bride and groom go from table to table, greeting and chatting with every guest so everyone feels welcome. Cake typically isn't served in numerous regions of Italy. Guests instead receive confetti, or candy-coated Jordan almonds, symbolizing the bitter and the sweet to come. If you can't imagine your wedding without a cake, but want to stick to tradition, serve another regional favorite, Milifagna, an Italian cake made from layers of light phyllo pastry, chocolate and vanilla creams, and strawberries. Or serve up zoipa and glacia, tiers of pound cake filled with chocolate and vanilla custard, rum cream, and fruit topped with sugar flowers or a candy dove, a symbol of lasting love. Towards the end, it's common to wish the newlyweds happy life and marriage. There are several ways in which guests and family members do this. Most often, rice or pasta is showered on the new couples as they depart the church. According to a Sicilian tradition, wheat was thrown instead of rice, but the meaning is the same, a symbol of wealth and fertility. In certain regions, the newlyweds break a glass vase, as we talked about before, or it could be a porcelain dish. Again, the more pieces, the better, the more yet, more years of happy marriage. Then all guests are given the chance to approach and personally congratulate the newlyweds on their new marriage. In some regions of Italy, as we observed in Germany, the bride and groom will cut a log in two with a double-handled saw after the wedding, symbolizing the couple's partnership in marriage. Another nice tradition is tying a ribbon in front of the church. The ribbon represents the bride and groom tying the knot. The wedding couple remains until the end of the reception, and sometimes the very close friends stay with the couple even after the reception, when they go all together for a drink or even accompany them to their new house. Italy is known for its rich and diverse culture. A wedding is a critical piece of that culture. It's a tradition that helps form a solid foundation from which families and societies emerge.
It's an imprint of a history that defines our past. It reminds us that we're part of a larger self. These wedding traditions we've talked about shed light on some of the basic values and aspects of Italian culture. That's Traditions for Today, sponsored by Your Special Day, a non-denominational wedding officiant service based in Palm Harbor, Florida. For more information about Your Special Day, visit their website at www.your-special-day.net. I invite your thoughts and comments on today's show or any show from the past, or what you might suggest for the future. Email your comments and suggestions to tom at your-special-day.net. I also encourage you to subscribe to this and all future episodes by clicking on the subscribe button where you launched this podcast. While you're there, please also click on the thumbs up like button. It really helps contribute to the success of these efforts. I'm Tom Hirsch. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay tuned. Today's show is brought to you by Your Special Day a non-denominational wedding officiant service located in Palm Harbor, Florida. Your Special Day offers small, intimate weddings where the ceremony is crafted especially for you and approved by you well in advance of your day. Eloping? Destination wedding? No time to plan? Florida is renowned for its beautiful beaches and waterfront ceremonies are common all up and down the coast. But special county permits apply. We're familiar with the regulations and happy to help. Bring us your dreams. We'll help make them reality. From custom-written ceremonies to writing your own vows, we're here to make your special day truly special indeed. Visit our website at www.your-special-day.net or call 727-533-5433 today for more information about our service, pricing, and availability. Call 727-533-5433. Call now.